Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here. I want to invite you into an incredible opportunity to become a coach. This is the Certificate in Mindfulness and Well-Being Strategy. This is for the person who wants to launch and grow their own business, take on one-on-one clients, offer group coaching, lead retreats around the world, launch your own podcast, start a blog, bring in mindfulness and well-being practices and workshops into corporations and school systems. If this is hitting your heart and you are saying, hell yes, then this is the program for you. The Certificate in Mindfulness and Well-Being Strategy is a three-month journey where you work with me to launch and grow your business, plus have trainings from leading experts in mindfulness and well-being strategy. We will also meet for five days in tropical Nosada, Costa Rica, where we dive in deeply into business planning while being nurtured by our spiritual practices so you can birth your heart-centered business. Please check out the link in our notes. If you want to focus on freedom instead of the hustle, then this is the program for you. I'm looking forward to reading your application. Cohorts are open right now. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, founder of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. In this podcast, we talk about biofeedback, gratitude for ADD, our creativity, our boredom, and important failures. We also connect on the psychology of eating and how some of us may have a genetic sweet tooth. This episode is full of beautiful nuggets of knowledge. Enjoy. Sandra, we are so happy to have you here today. Thank you for being with Wise Woman Podcast. I am so happy to be here, Erin. So we want to know, how did you begin your journey? It's been an incredible journey. Yeah. Well, I always like to say I'm very grateful for my failures because my journey is a whole series of failures. And if I didn't have all those previous failures, then I wouldn't be here talking to you today and wouldn't have launched Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. So it started out, I was an education major and I thought I was going to be a classroom teacher. Well, I didn't really do too well in student teaching, basically almost failing. So that led to getting my master's in learning disabilities, which led to uh, really a rewarding time teaching teachers how to be very effective working with kids with special needs. And out of that, that morphed into getting my doctorate in clinical psychology, because I saw the value in really helping people Uh, resolve conflict, helping with their emotional state. And so I had a long career as a clinical psychologist, and I was always a renegade. 
So I was never content with the status quo. So at the time, the world was very psychoanalytic in psychology. And I was attracted to helping people by changing how they think and also getting into this very new field of mind-body medicine. And that intrigued me. Like, believe it or not, back in the 70s, there was this, like, it was radical to think that there was your mind and your body, and they were actually connected, and they actually spoke to one another, and they were traveling together. So I specialized in biofeedback, relaxation, mind-body techniques, and saw that, well, people were actually getting better. Who would have thought that if you take some time to breathe, then maybe you settle yourself and can switch from a stress response to a relaxation response. And that then led to uh, really being very interested in, in nutrition, like what if we ate differently? And so I studied with the Institute for Functional Medicine and then took a, a chance. And so I approached them about the possibility of training health coaches because the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM trains doctors. And I wanted to blend what they were doing in functional medicine with what I had been, uh, had become an expert on all those years, which was changing your thinking, changing your way of being in terms of mind-body connection and putting that all together to teach coaching. Um, but I did have a lot of failures along the way. So I, I didn't mention is that I had a short-lived career at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange because I one time I thought, well, you know, I've always been in a helping profession. And I was just thinking, well, what if I learned something new and uh, went to a new career? And that didn't last well. But at each of those failures, so student teaching and when I decided that the financial world trading was just not suited for me, it was always a sense of at the time, like, what am I going to do now? You know, I failed at this and am I going to fail at everything else? And so uh, looking back on it, though, I'm really thankful. Uh, and it, it reminds me of something that um, Dr. Mark Hyman, who is very um, one of the leaders in functional medicine, and he was accepting an award for his leadership in functional medicine. And he said, you know, I want to thank my ADD. Because if I didn't have ADD, I would still be just a doctor, a conventional doctor in this little office somewhere having a small local practice. Um, but instead, I was restless and I was wanting to move on. And so I, that really resonated with me because I always thought that I had done so many things. Well, it must be bad. It must be an ADD that I can't be content with one particular job. <laughs> and so I've lately now come to realize as I've um, really uh, delved more and more into positive psychology and strengths focusing, that that was really a good thing, that it was being able to experience zest and creativity and love of learning. And so, um, so just putting all that together has, has helped me now. And it's an incredible package to really share with the world. And I totally agree. I'm so grateful for my, almost my my boredom with the everyday, which turned into creativity and interest in travel. And this is a very significant conversation for me as well, because I was the first one to test out the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy beta program. So I was really one of your first nutrition coaches. 
Absolutely. So, Erin, you're a risk taker yeah. uh, because we were brand new and we were looking for beta students and I had known you and uh, talked to you about the program. And uh, so it was the first little group going through. And, and um, so it's taking those risks and it, it really is based on love of learning and creativity and being intrigued and um, but but also really looking at kind of dreaming big and so i found that uh, that was really helpful the ability to uh to just push beyond um what i uh, where i was at the moment like what else you know what what could i accomplish if i really worked hard at it yeah, the the big grand dream. And now that I also have my coaching program as well, it's really training leaders and practices that will transform the world. So tell us more about what does the coaching program look like today? So to be a coach, what does that mean? Uh, so there are lots of different coaches out there. And it really all boils down to inspiring passion and purpose in others. What do coaches do? They help people change because change is really hard. We get stuck in a way of doing things. So what we do is we train people who have a calling to connect with others to really help them in these areas that we call lifestyle management. And what is that? That is, well, what are you eating every day? How are you eating? Do you move every day? Do you have exercise and just general movement? What's your sleep like? What's your environment like um, in terms of the toxic load? And that includes your relationships. Do you have meaning and purpose in your life? So what we do is we take all of those lifestyle factors and the coach helps people to identify where they want to be in those areas. And it's based on functional medicine. So we're the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. And well, what is functional medicine? Well, functional medicine is really looking at what's driving disease, what's driving these chronic medical conditions. Uh, and it's a very different approach than a conventional approach. So what happens in a conventional medical world? Well, you go to your doctor and you have a lot of specialists, perhaps. You have a skin condition, you go to a dermatologist. Something's matter with your heart, you have a, a cardiologist. You have a psychiatrist, perhaps, if you're depressed or anxious. And it's like these little silos and nobody's talking to one another, but they're all focused on treating those particular conditions. What functional medicine does is it goes under the hood and says, hmm, why are you having all of these things going on right now? Why are you having skin breakouts? Why are you depressed? Um, what is going on perhaps with inflammation? Uh, and that often then, if you dig deeper, why is there inflammation? Well, maybe it's because of the food you're eating or the nutrients you're not getting, for example. So what the coach does, they're not the functional medicine doctor that's going to diagnose this or prescribe something, but they're going to really help somebody to make these changes. They're going to ask questions like, really matters most to you? What do you want your health for? And then from there, you can set goals and the coach helps you to stay on those paths to meeting your goals. Beautiful. Absolutely. 
It's so interesting because I feel like the the coaches I am attracting or the people who are signing up for the certificate in mindfulness and well-being strategy, they're the spiritual-based entrepreneurs or like the more holistic entrepreneurs. And it really is a testament to this era, people recognizing, wow, shifting my diet or meditating really served me. And now I need to share this with the world. Yes, absolutely. And the good news is that the world is really learning about coaching, about functional medicine, and there's some great evidence. So there was a study that appeared in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, one of the most well-respected traditional journals that compared a functional medicine approach. This was at the Cleveland Clinic where they have a center for functional medicine. And some people got the functional medicine approach through that center and others were more of a traditional practice. And guess what? Those who were using a functional medicine approach got better faster, and they made more gains. And we've also seen that people who work with a coach do better. So in just a few sessions, so coaching is catching on. We now have national board certification, and this is really more and more recognized. And doctors are learning that they can't do it all. And so doctors are hiring coaches. They're referring to coaches. And so I'm just like so, so grateful. Um, we have a growing community uh, because of our affiliation with the Institute for Functional Medicine. So their trained doctors come to us and say, I need a coach. Can you help me find a coach? And the beauty of coaching is that you can do it from anywhere. You can be online and have clients. You don't have to work physically in an office any longer. Absolutely. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection. It's Absolutely. really, it's truly incredible. And this is definitely the future. I also think it's it's hyper modern day mindful entrepreneurship and how to launch and grow. Really, I teach how to launch and grow a six or multiple six figure business from a place of deep, deep soul alignment. And I know right before we hopped on, you were telling me that you now have a business track. So can you tell me a little bit more of what business components are you bringing into your coaching program? We have students and graduates at all levels. So one of the things I've always admired about you, Erin, is that, you know, you um, are really are kind of a, a born, um, you know, get a communicator and um, work very hard when you set goals to get things done. And we, we teach that. And the uh, sometimes, so people um, are frustrated, they're overwhelmed when they graduate as a coach, they don't know where to begin. So this is going to be very, very basic. Like, what do you need? Do you need a website? Do you need a business plan? Do you need an LLC? Uh, with coaching, there's often very uh, often confusion because coaches are not doctors, they're not nutritionists. Um, and so we teach the regulatory component, um, how to really obey your scope of practice so that you can coach safely. And so we have legal experts who are going to be teaching this. We have uh, some of the gurus in marketing, in um, how to really build a business are coming on to um, be the teachers for this course. And so it'll be very practical, very like, okay, this is how 
how you do this. And also, you know, I love what you talk about in terms of kind of the comes from the soul. And so we also have many people who are going to be involved in um, this business building track that are going to speak on things like overcoming fears and having big, bold dreams for where you want to be. And as well as the practical, like step one to getting there, step two for example. So I'm really excited because you can have the the best intentions, you can be the best health coach or best in anything. But if the world doesn't know what you do, then you're nowhere. So it is all about how do you communicate your message? How do you tell somebody what you do? Uh, And there are so many new ways now that you can communicate uh, in this age of digital marketing, for example. Inc- yes, incredible. There are so many free megaphones for your brand, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and it's opening up that fifth chakra. Like it's really opening up that throat, speaking again from that place of deep soul alignment, really focusing on that freedom instead of the hustle. Everything you are saying, I'm so aligned with. And I wanted to ask you, what are some of the rituals or practices you are doing today to help you stay in alignment? I absolutely could not um, do what I do without breathing. I was fortunate to have trained with Andrew Weil um, and uh, was at workshops where he was teaching a four, seven, eight breathing approach. So uh, that's been one of my mainstays. And early on, I recognized this because when I was in my 20s, I had panic attacks. And we're talking really bad panic attacks. And at the time, I thought it was, I had a heart condition because I was, they were so bad. I thought I was dying. Like, I can't breathe. I'm having a heart attack. I would go to the emergency room and have to breathe in a paper bag. That's how bad these panic attacks were. And uh, so then I uh, just happenstance, I was entering a doctoral program and I signed up for this optional workshop in biofeedback. And learn. I had prior to that time knew nothing um, about this whole mind-body medicine area, and it just been you know given. Went to the doctor, and now oh, here's your medication um, for anti-anxiety. Well, fortunately, I was always this renegade, so I had looked it up in the and said, "Wait a minute, I don't want to take this medication. This is for heart patients. I'm I'm too young. I don't. This is horrible." And so I just threw it away. Said, no, not going to do this. And I started learning biofeedback. And the biofeedback is a way that you use technology to get information about what's going on. So um, this was back in the day when they were wooden boxes with dials, and now they're apps on your phone, and there's all kinds of ways that you can do this at home. But I learned to raise, I learned to do deep breathing, and uh, you can raise the temperature in your fingertips, which is a sign that you are relaxing. So I would take this little thermometer on my finger and say, whoa, I got my temperature way, way up. That means I'm in a relaxed state. So I learned to use breathing. And then I also studied with Dr. Albert Ellis, cognitive behavior therapy, wrote a very uh, great book, uh, many great books, but one is how to stubbornly refuse to make yourself miserable about anything. Yes, anything. And so I learned a way of thinking that, so I started to change the words I was using because it was those words that were driving the panic. It was triggering the alarm system, this huge stress response. So instead of saying, 
oh my gosh, I'm dying. Like I'm going to pass out. I'm not getting enough air. I would be switching that to, it's just my body thinking that I'm in trouble. It's a false alarm. If I'm patient and I slow down my breathing, soon I'm going to start to feel better. So it's changing the mindset. And so what I do is practice still. So this was many, many years ago. And I taught this to many, many of my patients when I was a psychologist, wrote some books about it. And so now all I need to do is just go into a few breaths. But it's more than that because I'm full of energy. And so I like things that are also more energizing. So I take tap dancing. I take um, ballet. I, it's very soothing for me. I walk every day. I wake up every day and um, do a yoga practice. Um, and I have to do handstands and headstands and shoulder stands. So part of my ritual is I have to do some inversions um, so I can see the world from, a, from upside down. Um, so um, those are part of my rituals. Sandra, that's amazing. Yeah, there's so many rituals to help you see the world in a different way, and especially as the the birther of this incredible program. And you, you've had many stages in entrepreneurial life, but I, what I really want everybody who's listening to hear is Dr. Scheinbein, you, you launched this business, like how you were already a mother and your kids were out of the house. And this was like a venture you started later on. Yes. So I was 65. I was still in practice as a psychologist, a small local office. Um, Erin and I are from the same community in Illinois. So she she knows what I'm talking about. And uh, so I was 65. And of course, all my friends in the neighborhood, uh, our, our children had grown up together and we were good friends and they were all they weren't working or they had retired. They were playing canasta or mahjong was really, really popular. And I never liked to play cards. And I always wanted to just feel vibrant and keep my mind um, alive. And so uh, I always love to just um, to dream big. And fortunately, I had an associate. Um, her name is Elise, um, Elise Wagner. She was the co-founder of FMCA because um, I couldn't have done this alone. So we were in our small office and we were just brainstorming like, how can we, uh, what can we do? Like we, we what we're thinking, maybe we'll go into corporate wellness because we, there were a lot of companies. We, I, we were going out and doing corporate lunch and learns, for example. And we thought, well, maybe we'll train a few people in what we're doing and uh, just locally. But then we just got inspired to go bigger um, because I had been an educator. So, uh, so nothing that you've done before is ever lost and not useful. So we have students who come from all walks of life. They've been in, they've been acting, they've been uh, in marketing and business and nursing, and they all, those skills will come in handy when you become a health coach as well, or you can blend the two. Um, so at first I thought I, that's what I would do. I would blend the two. I would stay with my patients as a psychologist, and I would launch this business. And then pretty soon realized like, no, um, I have to say goodbye and let go um, to uh, what I had been doing locally and uh, just take over full time as being CEO of Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Um, but it's really taking that risk uh, to, to 
push the limits to say, no, I'm not going to just, um, just because I'm 65 and now I'm turning 70, um, I don't see retirement. You know, retirement is a, is a recipe for, um, you know, getting closer to, to being in the home. So any age that you are, it's always safe. It's always encouraged to dream big, show up for what you most desire to do. You are such an incredible testament to that. So thank you so much for speaking about this. I definitely want to touch on the psychology of eating. What are some practices you use to really help clients connect to their own intuitive eating patterns? Well, this is a subject near and dear to my heart because I struggled with emotional eating or binge addictive eating uh, because it started probably uh, when I went off to college and uh, suddenly I was just, I love desserts. And so I remember I went to Northwestern in Evanston, Illinois, and I would go out and it was near downtown Evanston and I would walk and my classes were done and I would go to um, ice cream, like Baskin Robbins, and I would get an ice cream, but one wasn't enough. I wanted another one. And I would, and I'm pretty small and I would literally like be able to eat like a pint of ice cream. Or if I was writing a paper, I could not do it without a bag of M&Ms. And this went on for you know quite some time and it did morph to healthier versions. So when my kids were little and I have had growing awareness of the dangers of some processed food or refined sugar. So sure, it, it morphed into now it made with, with honey or other types of sweeteners, but it was still that taste of something sweet. I didn't, I couldn't stop it. What we know now is that this is, there's two things we know. One, that sugar is like 10 times more addictive than cocaine or heroin. It's like the brain gets it and it says more, more, more. I want more. So I have learned that I, I, I have to be um, really a hundred percent sugar free because I'm, an addict. The other thing that I have learned is that we have gotten more and more sophisticated with genetic testing. And so this is way beyond using like 23andMe, but there are some wonderful companies that are now um, going into some analysis of your profile. And I have a genetic variant uh, where I have a sweet tooth. And so learning this was very empowering. Um, and so what I teach in the in Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, and before that I taught at uh, some universities in psychology of eating, that when, how you eat and what you eat is really like a personality test. And it's related to who you are. And it also is connected to who's all of our other influencers. So our family patterns, early messages we got about food, uh, what, you know, he's a picky eater, um, she's a, a garbage, you know, eats anything in sight. Um, so we have these stereotypes. There's also our peers. We know that if you hang around people who are overweight, for example, and you, you're more likely to be overweight, we tend to follow our friends. And so that's an area we are also tremendously influenced by our culture, by things like um, just the holidays. I was with my husband at a, a baseball game or at a Cubs game, and uh, he's eating peanuts. And said, what do you 
why are you eating peanuts? Well, we're at a baseball game. That's what you do. You eat peanuts and hot dogs. So sometimes we don't even think it's because they're so paired. Like it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving. There are certain foods that have these powerful emotional, social, cultural connections with our heritage, our religion, and also then influences that we may not even be aware of in terms of the food industries who are spending billions of dollars to influence our choices. So the psychology of eating is really a deep dive into how you eat, why you eat, and then when you're starting to change, that can be really difficult, not only for you, but for others around you. So I started to change what I was eating and I made a lot of mistakes with, I have two daughters, and I made a lot of mistakes when they were growing up. Now, this was back in the low-fat craze days, and I was a vegan, and so they were going to be vegans. And I shudder when I think back, um, because I was imposing something on them, some really strict rules. And of course, what happened? Well, they got out of the house and went to college, for example, or a friend's house and went crazy. Um, but also it was very difficult for my husband because he doesn't like change. And so he tends to want to eat more of the, the standard American diet. And, um, and so it's been a, a source of conflict um, over the years. Years and how you negotiate that, whether it's with a spouse, with, a, with children. And so there's so many levels that have to do with the psychology of eating. Uh, it can certainly affect relationships where if you want your children to eat a certain way, you want to raise them in a you know, all organic, sugar-free, gluten-free, and maybe your partner doesn't buy into that and maybe sabotages, brings home the pizza as a special treat or your in-laws sabotage or your parents. So, so those are all the things that have to do with psychology of eating. And um, the bottom line is to really focus on the relationship, uh, to focus on not micromanaging, to focus on the joy of eating and understanding uh, why, why you are eating. One of the most one of the most intimate relationships in the world is between you and your fork. So really, um, food we use as a language of love. I always revert to what Michael Pollan said, eat food, eat when you're hungry, not too much, mostly plants. Absolutely. I love Michael Pollan. I love that. And, you know, food is medicine and the most powerful decision you make every day is what is on the end of your fork. And now we're getting into also when you are not eating. Um, so I just learned that uh, focusing on that hunger, when you are experiencing hunger. Now we're not talking about starvation or having an eating disorder, um, but just restricting the time periods when you're eating and that hunger sensation means that you are doing something to keep yourself alive a little bit longer because there's a lot of research on, on that power that, you know, we eat, we're, we've in our culture eat all day long. We're always snacking. Um, and that was, we used to think that was good. I used to, to help people with that. Like you have to eat breakfast and then two hours later you have a snack and then you have lunch and you have another snack and then dinner and maybe even another snack. And we now know that that is wrecking havoc with your insulin regulation. And so longer periods of time without eating is actually 
good. So I love the science. I love to look at, you know, we're constantly evolving. And um, so not keeping with the status quo, just what we thought was good 20 years ago, we have better science and better research to show. Well, no, there's another way. Absolutely. And the science keeps coming out. I think especially with women really educating on the different phases of their their natural circadian rhythm, their natural cycle, and the different foods you eat to support estrogen and progesterone in the different phases of their cycle. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so this is all incredible. And if you could let your words go viral, what is the advice you would give to women around the world? We'd focus on what's right with you and not what's wrong with you. So we tend to live in a world where we focus on what's wrong. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with somebody else? If only I could change, if only they could change. And there's an old saying, it comes from Gestalt therapy, when you accept what is, you change. And so it's really looking inside and showing appreciation for everything that you like about yourself. And you may think, well, there's not much I like, but focusing on your ability to, to love, to uh, you, to express gratitude, to laugh every time you take a breath, express thankfulness for that breath. And that will allow you to go forth and to dream big because we have seen it um, with the coaches we've trained. We have people from all over the world who are there in India and Saudi Arabia, and um, they are doing many, many incredible things. And just as you have, Erin, and um, it is really by the sense of um, really stepping into your power by thinking, what do I need to thrive? What's right with me, not what's wrong? Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. We loved everything that you shared. For everyone who is listening, feel free to comment um, in the footnotes what resonated with you. Share with a friend, rate, comment, subscribe. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.